0: hi guys welcome back to the heart and hustle podcast i am angelica yard and i am charisma o'keefe and we are here once a week talking to you about all things life love business balance and everything in between bless it's
1: may already it's the last time no we had an episode come out it was april like i'm not even i'm like 2021 is doing what it needs to do which is get out of here as fast as possible <laughs>
0: Um. yeah I can't believe it's already May It's this year's gone by really really fast I was wondering if it was just me because like I'm living in a new place or whatever but everyone's kind of saying the same thing that it's kind of flying by
1: no it'll be mid May next week you know what I mean like and that's the reality of time when you think about it but it is it's not like we're I'm not gonna say it's not like I'm busy but I'm not busy like I used to be busy so the perception of time shouldn't be as quick as it is but it really is like I'm going to blink and it's going to be 5 p.m. I'm going to blink again. and It's going to be Sunday. You know what I mean? Like, it's just. yeah.
0: I also feel like busy is so different to me than it used to be. Like, I used to be incredibly busy and then be like, you know, time, of course, would go by quickly. But now, like, it takes me less to feel busy, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know? Like, if I'm doing two things at a time, I'm like, wow, I am very busy. Whereas before, I'd be doing like five things and I'd be like, this is fine. Like, I'll, I'll be OK. And now I'm like, no, not at all. Um, So if I, if I end up like not taking my proper breaks throughout the day and stuff like that, I feel like overly busy. Um, So yeah, my, my like personal definition of busy has changed so much. Um, So I think that that adds to it as well, because any day that I just have like, you know, a few things going on, I'm like, this is a lot. I had like two meetings yesterday and I don't even like to have two meetings in the same day anymore. Isn't that wild? Like if I can, I'll space them out and have like one a day. But I had two back to back and I was like, oh, this is a lot. Um, when it's really not. But, you know, like I said, my my definition of busy has changed a lot. And like some things that used to be a meeting, I will now make an email. So it's like if I'm having a meeting, like it really needs to be a meeting. You know what I mean? Like we're doing things in that meeting that are like important to get done. Um, so, yeah, it's. It's now it makes everything, I think, feel busy and it makes everything go faster. Um, I'm not I don't know, like I want it to be summer because I want it to be hot. But yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't I don't necessarily want this year to fly by so much because last year was just so terrible. Not that this year is like a lot better, but I'm just trying to like find the better where I can. You know, last year I was like, this is there's just no point. Uh, But this year, I'm like, where I can, I'm trying to take a moment. So today, we have a really interesting topic that I'm super excited to talk about um, that has kind of been coming up a lot um, in different circles that we're in. So we're going to be talking about family planning while having a career. Um, I don't really feel like we've talked about this before, which is kind of surprising But I guess because I don't have a child, and because you never brought it up, so no, we
1: definitely had a parent. You know, we had a parenting episode, like what it's like to parent. Yeah,
0: and that's after
1: the fact. But I think more so, the conversation is about the dropping birth rate and the fertility rates. So it's not even just Mm -hmm. birth rates are dropping. Yeah, because there
0: is like a difference between like you know parenting. And family planning. And I think that, um, yeah, I think a lot of times if you haven't had a child, you think just about like the parenting side of things and you don't, you haven't really like thought out like all of the planning (laughs) that goes along before you even have the kid. Um, And so, yeah, so we're going to get into that today. There's a lot, yeah, there's a lot going on with it. I do feel like a lot of news articles are trying to like create panic around being like, Birth rates have lowered. I oh, no. want you
1: to be irresponsible and stop using birth control immediately. They're like, please have children because the United States will become absolute, obsolete because we won't have kids. And what, are they going to pay for these kids? I don't know. Yeah. So I think this is what we kind of want to talk about. It's just more so what the impacts of especially while having careers specifically. I mean, get it. the impact mm-hmm. of having a child is, is very difficult in general, but being you know people who who give birth
0: (laughs) full-time you know
1: people birthing people first of all it's a whole thing the before and, and during the labor and being pregnant that's a whole thing but just the family planning how many children are you gonna have where are you going to live how will these kids be schooled you know that's a lot of the conversations that i don't think a lot of people have about at least on a podcast <laughs> yeah have it with your partner but we we will have this conversation with you
0: you in have that
1: conversation at home with your partner or by yourself you know whatever it is that's your Yeah. With
0: you. And I think it needs to be said that it's like there are still people having babies like people are acting like they're not and I'm like I, I know
1: four friends we who have baby during
0: the right so. now yeah so I'm like people are still having babies please don't feel the pressure to have a baby Um, because the government is worried that there's not enough babies. Like that is the last reason that you need to be having a baby. Like things are just fine. There are plenty of people in the world. Plenty of people are having new people. So don't be stressed about that. Um, I also think that, you know, with, uh, the millennial generation, um, a lot of people are waiting until they're older to have children. Um, I would say that for me, I would say it's probably about 50, 50, with my friends that have kids and don't, but I also have a friend group that spans like a, a lot. <laughs> um, so you know, obviously, yeah, like
1: you have a lot of young friends. I don't. I, I'm like I'm the youngest friend of my friend group. I feel like I don't. I'm in the middle. So like, you like I have, have, a, lot lot of, young yeah, I have a lot of friends that are yeah. I
0: have a lot of friends that are like John's age that are like seven years older than me. And then I also do have, like, a few friends that, like, my friend Josh is seven years younger he's than a me. a baby millennial. Also the same, like, around the same. He's, like, a little bit older than my brothers. So I think that's why, yeah, like.
1: They're baby millennials.
0: Yeah. So it's, like, you know, growing up and, like, once I met John and everything, it's, like, we realized, like, okay, he's about six years older than me. My brothers are about six years younger than me. So friends, my friends kind of, like, those areas. I will say that like, I am not cool. And I don't like do anything fun. (laughs) So, Like I don't drink or anything like that. So I don't have a lot of young friends. But I do have some really, really good, specifically Josh and Britt, um, who are both in their 20s. Um, And so yeah, I I have a span of friends and some of my friends have kids and some do not. Um, But I would say a few more don't than do. And I would say most of my friends that don't have kids, like a lot of them are in my, like my exact age group. Um, I, I'm I'm trying to think of if anybody that's my exact age has kids. And I'm like, do I have any friends? I have like one friend my age that has kids. Um, most of them are either younger than me or older than me. I don't know what's going on with that. So something happened around, you know, 1987 where we were just like, no, we're not going to do this yet. Like we we were born and we were like, no, we're just going to going to not do this. Um, But yeah, I feel like, you know, our generation is really strapped with like lots of debt with, you know, housing prices, that sort of thing. And that's kind of made a lot of people want to wait until they are financially stable. I know a lot of people in our generation were also some of the first to grow up in single parent households. And because like that was kind of not the common thing back then. It was really difficult to be a single parent back then. Not to say it's not now, but I'm just saying like there was just really nothing, like not a lot in place for that. And so a lot of people that had, you know, one parent ended up growing up like with, you know, not a lot of money. And so I know that's been a decision for a lot of people where they've been like, listen, I don't want to be struggling. So I'm going to wait until I'm older till I'm, you know, financially secure, whatever to have kids. And then of course, there are people that are just choosing to not have children. And this is something that is more common in other countries and has been more common. Like one of my best friends, Raven is Sweden uh, or Swedish. And in Sweden, like that's a really like, it's very common for people to just be like, yeah, we're just not going to have kids. And like a lot of people there choose to not get married. Like they'll be together and they'll be very much like in a solid relationship and spend their entire lives together. But a lot of people will just choose to not do the whole wedding and and that sort of thing. So it's just like different cultural norms, but I do feel like there's more people that are more comfortable with talking about making the choice to be child free. And they've even, you know, started calling it child free, which like I don't really know what people would have called it before, but definitely not that because that sounds very like you sound like you're making a choice, you know what I mean, when you say, like, child-free. Um, so, yeah, but I, I have multiple friends that are, like, yeah, I'm never having kids. Like, I just do not want them. Like, I enjoy my life the way it is. Um, and, you know, it's such a personal choice. Like, I feel like, you know, it's so much responsibility. It changes your entire life. So it should be something that you're making, a decision you're making for yourself. Um, so, yeah, it's, you know, it's it's a heavy choice. <laughs>
1: It is, and I think um, there was a tweet that was coming out that was going around earlier that was like, uh, were you in never get married, uh, like Bible like relationship or were you get married very young by like, it's that type of thing. Like either Christianity unfortunately has a lot of the reasons why people like conservatism in the United States it is why a lot of people do get married number one and get married really young. Um, usually it's like the pressure of like you need to do this and be married before you have sex obviously that type of thing Uh, so for religious reasons a lot of people do get married young, and that's you know you don't plan you just kind of like oh I'm doing this because I like this person that I met in high school and then then we get married and that's the the whole thing Um, so it's not really a lot of thought whereas in other progressive areas like in Sweden Norway etc it's a little less reliant on religion kind of yeah. moving the culture whereas like culturally here religion does move a lot of it. it's de- depending on where you are obviously but definitely more so obviously in the bible belt you'll see more people married by 25 and having kids multiple children versus you know in larger cities like new york chicago los angeles seattle so it definitely is culturally relevant that sometimes people do choose to have children just because they that's what their religion tells them to do which is fine like that's what you're gonna do or you pray for it do what you gotta do but um
0: and i think yeah. in some chances i think people in some situations probably don't even really think much about it because it's just like it's what their it's parents like did. It, like my
1: grandma had a kid you know what i mean it is what it is and i've never really thought of child free as being a bad term at all like it's more picked up in the in 2010, at least in the U.S., that people were choosing to be more child-free. saw so a lot of double income, no kids, that type of thing. Um, and so to me, I was like, okay, and what's wrong with that? And so I, I, I still, I don't understand the stigmatism behind it. And
0: yeah, you know, it's so I mean? strange to me how other people are so, and I can say like, you know, like obviously I don't have children yet, um, people are very bothered by someone choosing to not have kids. It's
1: very strange.
0: It's very strange. Very weird. Um, to, and I to find that, like, care. a lot of people will be like, people have literally asked me if I've ever been pregnant. Like they literally basically have asked me. Thank
1: you.
0: Yeah. And the reason that like, they, like, like they've asked me like, Oh, are you sure? Even there, Like that's been one that I've got. are you it sure? It's very traumatizing <laughs> to me are that people ask you this question. You know? Like, please yeah. don't ask and, and for me, like John and I have never tried to get pregnant. We, we, we don't think we're going to have, um, a biological child. Like we're pretty sure we're not going to, we, we just don't think that it's something we want to do. Um, we've always, I've always wanted to adopt since I was a really little kid. And I told him on our second date that I wanted to adopt. And if, you know, we were gonna get serious with dating, that was like a non-negotiable for me. So I literally told him that on our second date, and he was literally like, oh, I'm a hundred percent on board. Let's do that. So over the years we've discussed if we were gonna adopt like, you know, multiple kids or like adopt one and then have a bio one and then adopt another or whatever. But the more time that goes on, like the more we just kind of have felt like, yeah, we think we're probably just going to adopt. Um, we just check in with each other once a year at the beginning of the year and we're like, do you feel like either adopting or <laughs> creating a child this year? And every year we're both kind of like, no, not yet. <laughs> um, so we do think we're going to adopt. And we think we're going to adopt like an older child, like definitely over 4. Um, but the more like research we're doing and the more preparation as we kind of get a little bit closer to this um actually happening, we think they'll probably be closer to like somewhere between 8 and 12. Um, but it's such a personal decision and I have many friends who have had um, fertility issues and have had really difficult fertility journeys and have had multiple miscarriages. So to be asking somebody something like that no and I know I know if they're asking me they've asked you know they've asked somebody who that's actually happened to um, And it's very common. Um, I would say like, Probably half of my friends that have
1: of pregnancies. Yeah, know, so like, like, half of my friends like have had at least one. They're not
0: viable. Yes.
1: So, it, yeah, I don't.
0: No. It's, not, <laughs> it's not people's <laughs> business. Like, it's not like you should not. If you're so bothered that somebody would make a choice to not have a child that you are hoping that they tried and were not able to conceive, you really need to sit down and evaluate your life and your goals and your personality and what it is you're doing in life because you clearly are living such an unfulfilled life if you are so bothered by someone else choosing to be child-free that you're hoping that they've had to have gone through a trauma to be child-free. Like, that is a level...
1: I'm never going to touch this conversation. Yeah. if If you're that type of person who's listening, please go to therapy, you yes, do not pass go, do not collect two hundred dollars. there's something wrong there if that is your belief system, there's something wrong. so that's all I'm because I just I can't imagine how quickly I would go to jail. <laughs> if someone asked me that question, I would go to jail, you guys like I'm not even I'm not even kidding. That is like, I
0: was super mad. That invokes
1: a violent response.
0: I had a friend that was going through a really tough fertility journey at that point. And then I had another friend who literally the year before had had a miscarriage and both of them, you know, were just like really going through it. And so when this person asked me that, I was just like, and it's literally at first, first they were like, have you ever been pregnant? And I was like, they're like, well, have you ever been pregnant? And I was like, no, no, I haven't. Like that's, and I'm like looking at them really strange, like, did you just ask me that? And then they said, Well, are you sure? And I was just like, Why would you ask somebody this? This is such a personal, like because <laughs> you see, I don't have a child here. So if I had been pregnant, what a terrible thing to ask somebody. Um, never ask any anybody anything about pregnancy. If mean, you just want to get
1: body, hit in the face, then like, like- if that's how you want to go out, then that's fine. I don't mind hitting anyone on the face for asking silly questions please call me
0: uh it just it's it's you know anything that has to do with like your body your you know productive system anything like that Reproductive system it's so personal and it's like unless you are the person who is going to impregnate that person then why is it any of your business like i just don't understand like oh, it's so strange to me and people really do care a lot about you know, other people having babies. And I'm just like, okay, but you're not supporting that person, like financially or emotionally, as we're about to get into. So you have no, you have no stake in this game. So you know, stay out of it, basically.
1: Moving on. (laughs) This is an upsetting conversation, because I'm upset at this person, I do not know. Um, The cost of having children and how that relates to Family planning is something that I think a lot of people, millennials, are more cautious about, and other generations may not be. Especially older generations are not as um, cautious, mainly because the data wasn't as public. Really, I mean, you really had to go to a library and sit down and read, unless the news was reporting about it about how the cost of having a child. And we've always, well, that data has always been readily available to me as a person of like knowing how much it costs to have a child. And obviously, as time has gone on gone on it obviously has gotten more expensive because kids need more things and and cost of living is more expensive and so um, that goes into home buying and having an adequate space to live because you can you can rent obviously i rent and have kids but if you want to purchase a home and if that's part of your family planning if you want to have multiple children you want to have a more stable setup buying a home is really expensive right now there's (laughs) lumber has gone up because of what happened in the Suez Canal? Like it's just there's so many things that are happening where the cost of buying a home is very expensive and homes are going very quickly as well. So it's also it's just a very vital market, like real estate market. And so you have to be very, you know, serious and understanding and being patient about having to deal with that. This is the time that you want to deal with that. And a lot of people are like, no, we just got out of pandemic. I just got laid off I'm on unemployment. I don't have the means or the thoughts, the processes to really think about how much it would cost and impact of all this. So I'm not thinking of you it. Know, so it's just not, a, it's too much money. Like I think if you spend a million, like, isn't it, I, mean, I think it's like up to a million upwards, depending on what it is, the average cost of a child from like zero to 18. It's, it's expensive. Yeah, <laughs> it's I feel like expensive.
0: outside of like birth and college and like all of those like big item things, it's about, two hundred and twenty five thousand yeah. that's without like without any 50. major like yeah. if the child is you know completely just alive diapered fed at all times yeah blood. exactly like, that has nothing to do with if they have any hobbies it's not it does not include their birth that does not include if you got them a car um, or yeah, anything yeah. like that it's really mm-hmm. just like eating like regular food and being clothed in, you know, Target clothes,
1: regular clothes, and that is, which is fine. Like some people can do that and get it, and that's fine. But the cost of raising that's still a lot of money. Like a lot, it, just no, by, no. by itself, <laughs> just by itself, it's not including, you know, a birth. Sometimes can cost upwards of forty 000 to fifty thousand dollars, especially if you have a C-section. Um, and, and then, of course, you know, depending on the type of birth you have, because a lot of times you want to have a doula, you want to have a postpartum doula, you want to have different. So, birth alone is already coming out the gate. The cost. And if you're of, adopting a small that, trailer, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, and if
0: you're adopting, it's also extremely expensive. So your baby. So expensive. If you adopt a baby, it's going to be really, really expensive. It's a lot cheaper, I will say, to go through the foster care system in your state. Um, if you do decide to adopt, you will not be probably most likely adopting a baby at that point. Um, but that's going to be a much cheaper route. You're looking at a difference of like $20,000 and $1,000. Yeah. So and if you're
1: adopting, guess what? You already have a house. You already have, a, you know, a car. You already have good credit. You already are a responsible, well-employed human that gets to be a foster parent or gets to be an adoptive parent you already have to be at that place you know what I mean so it's already expensive yeah you get
0: interviewed and all of this stuff like we're prepping now to be like basically to go through that process right because it's like you have to have a lot of things checked off to make like to be considered you know
1: yeah. And so that's part of your family planning process is that yep. you already know what you want to achieve at the end, but you know now that you're in the pre-stages and it's not going to be cheap. You know what I mean? Like it's not cheap to even just get ready to get into a place where someone can come into your home and talk to you. Yeah. So you can have a child now. You know what I mean? Like, that's, And that's the
0: thing is like, you know, I say, okay, it's like, it's a thousand dollars to adopt through the foster care system, which it is. And that's, that's great. But, yeah, we have to prep our houses and our lives, and that obviously there's money that goes into that. So it's like we have to have a certain type of home and things like that to be able to even, you know. And they're going to look at our finances and stuff as well too. Yeah. So you know, you have to kind of have that all already ready before you're even getting to that point.
1: Yeah, and being a birthing person, just to get back on how much it costs to give birth to a child, you get charged for skin to skin time after you have a child. Which is a wild. Or in a birthing center. You, that's what you pay for. And you can always obviously have a home birth is obviously reasonably less expensive, but once again, which is, and, and usually is the, the most, the best case for most people, because a lot of people don't need the stuff that the hospital has a lot of the times, but in case something does go wrong, yes. now you're yes. adding an ambulance ride on yeah. top of the labor and delivery. And just because you get there, my friend delivered her baby outside of the hospital, not even inside the hospital. Still got a bill. So
0: I would dare them to send me a bill. Oh,
1: got a bill. In her oh. car, literally in the full circle way at the ballet, pushed <sighs> the baby out on her own, pulled her out on her own, did her own skin to skin to get into the wheelchair to get into the hospital, and still got charged for labor and delivery. So healthcare costs <laughs> in the United States are astronomical. You do not get bonus money for a doula. You do not get your insurance does not pay for a doula. Your insurance does not pay for a postpartum visits if you choose to have a postpartum if you, live, you do not have family. The nuclear nucleus family in the U.S., a lot of times the concept, that's gone, which because a lot of people, like you said, A, you were raised by a single parents. So a lot of people don't even have big families to begin with built in for that system. And if you do, you usually don't live very close together because a lot of times you live in a city where opportunity is. And a lot of people who are retired, like most parents or grandparents, they don't want to live in the city. They don't want to live yeah. near where you have to go to work. They don't want to live in that suburb. They want to live out by themselves where it's cheaper to um, to live. And if we, if you've watched them, um, there's a series on Netflix. What is it called? Something Love or whatever. It's four or five or six different couples who are older who've been married for 50 plus years. And they talk about the cost of like being, you know, an, an 80 year old in the United States, this couple in Vermont and like. The reality of their co- their money. They like we don't have enough money to send gifts to our kids. Like they need to birthday gifts our- like they make these hard sacrifices because they're still alive. <laughs> like that's the thing. Yeah. Like the older you get, the less likely you are to make income. So it's just like imagine this couple being so instrumental in their family because they are like their son who runs their farm and all this stuff. But they don't. They can't do childcare. You know what I mean? Like they can't provide because they don't have the funding the funds to do so. Like they can't mm-hmm. watch a little itty bitty baby for five days a week. They can probably do it for once a week or once a weekend where you guys have a date night, but the reality of that built in family unit, having your aunts there, your mom, your grandmother, whomever, everybody in there to take care of the kid, which is what it was like when I was a kid. Everybody it was all hands on deck. Everyone was there and it's everybody's baby. It didn't matter. Like, whatever time whoever's up and hears a baby cry, you go in, you pick that baby up, you change the diaper, you get the bottle and you go back. It, It was never the mom's responsibility. Completely opposite experience that I had where All my responsibilities, Mm -hmm. you know, so that's expensive. I, my child rearing situation is way more expensive than my mom had to. She lived at home with her mom, and her mom was there, and then her sisters were there. And like, she relied on other people to help her with the cost. In the you know, we didn't have literally just me and and my husband. That's it.
0: had like true villages, like when raising a child back then, a lot of times in like the 90s and such. So
1: like we're like the nineties and such like it was fun. We're old too. We're just we're giving <laughs> you an example of the difference. Well, I remember a baby in 1990 and having a baby in 2014. Yeah. A big difference in just the moving in the situation. Obviously like, I
0: couldn't... For my mom, I remember like um, when I was little, first of all, we would go to my grandparents at least once a week for like a full on meal that was delicious and amazing. Like we went, we were there every Sunday, but we were often there other days of the week too um like tip a typical week would have us there three nights a week eating food so that's like three times a week that my mom didn't have to like provide me food from a financial standpoint but also like making the food you know it's like my grandmother would make food for like hours and then we'd all just like be able to eat the food um so that like i'm sure was such a huge help um not to mention just the there'd always be like cousins around or whoever so it's like there was different people to help out like watching me um, and then I remember when my brothers were born, my grandfather was like, yeah, you know, you, cause my mom ran a daycare at the, that point in time. So she was a small business owner. Um, but you know, she didn't have enough money really saved to take off for like a super long time. So my grandfather was like, why don't you just, you know, take off for the year and I'll pay for your rent. I'm sorry. What? Like, That would not happen to me. Like my mom has no money and I help my mom financially. So it's like it's such a different situation when you're, you know, kind of in the opposite situation. It's like I'm helping you. So if I have a child, that's like another expense on top of like already helping my parent. You know what I mean? Um, So people are definitely in all of these different sort of situations, which you really have to take into account when you're looking at building a family and how that is going to affect your career and and your ability to be able to make money
1: yeah and i think a lot of people unfortunately birthing people a lot of the times have to sacrifice their career right because they're not paid as much as their partners and so oftentimes that is the choice that you have to make is that the career is done Mm-hmm. When you choose to have kids until you get to a point where you feel comfortable enough where the, the kid is adult enough or stable enough or in the home enough they're adopted for you to go back into the workforce which is hard to do we want like i can spend a whole podcast talking about going back into the workplace after having a child and what that is like because i've experienced that and watched other people deal with it and also consulted people on what to do because it's so difficult after you have a child and you're out of the workforce because of that reason to become a care and even just not having a child but becoming a caretaker in general if you have an ill family member you now become the caretaker or spouse or whatever it is you take that time away from work and then you go back into your field it's look at that as like laziness it's not looked at as a positive thing so like you left to go sit at home every day you left to be unemployed it's like no I left to take care of someone who was you know, terminally ill or take care of children to keep them alive and it's a full time job and I didn't lose my skills. Yeah.
0: Exactly.
1: You know, so that's a whole gain more
0: skills. I
1: mean, truly the soft skills you gain from becoming a caretaker are so valuable for corporations and they don't think about that. They just kind of think of like, oh, but can you do this certain task as if they can't pick it up and quicker than somebody else who's being trained on like you can train someone to do something very quickly if they're accustomed to multitasking especially scheduling because a lot of times if you're a caretaker you have a lot of appointments that you have to manage and a lot of different dates and things you have to remember so it's a lot of like skills that people don't think about because they think of those as again like soft skills and they're not valuable and I mean I had a conversation this week with someone who said we're not really hiring admin staff back because it's looked at from our c-level executives as like lower level skills and I was like Wow, that sounds terrible. You guys all sound like bad people. You know what I mean? Like, so it's just also yeah. that type of thought process from, you know, executives and leaders in companies that they don't think that those skill sets are valuable when actually they help organize organizations most of the time. Like, those people really are the lifeblood of an organization because they know what's happening. So, that is also a big thing. And when you're thinking about family planning, is if you have a career where you don't feel like you're going to make enough money to to pay for childcare, are you at the point where you're going to stop your career? You're going to pivot to maybe owning a business. If you own a business, are you going to take a break? You know what I mean. What does that look like for you? And being realistic in what you think you can do, and also being realistic enough to say I'm going to check in with myself after I actually do have. Mm-hmm. children here and be real and, and be honest with myself and say this is working or this is not working and be flexible to change your plan i, mean, I think that's the reality of having kids is that you learn to be flexible you have to be flexible right you can have a birth plan all you want all day out the day you want to playboy smid when the child comes into the womb and hold them up like simba that be your plan hmm. and your body may do something completely different so you just need to learn to be flexible and i think the more open conversations about that with people. If you sit down with with birthing professionals and, and family professionals that can actually be realistic with you about what that looks like for you, you can do a less having control. Cause I think that's a big thing is that before you have children, you're in very control of your life. You're in control of your environment, you're in control of your situation. Like anything that happens to you, most of the times it's your fault. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. did something that had your outcome you know very rarely it's like a car accident or maybe a death in the family or maybe a company shutting that may impact you differently but then you bring children into the mix and you cannot control them because they're their own people (laughs) but you're also responsible for them so anything that happens to them anything that they do can affect you long term and you just need to be in a place where you're okay with being flexible with anything can happen at any time
0: which is for certain personality types, that's really hard. Like if you're not the person type of person that loves surprises and if you enjoy having, you know, a certain amount of control, um, that can be a big challenge for you. I know that like when it comes to like the Enneagram personality types, um, I've heard that it is really challenging um, to be a parent if you are a type 9, um, which is interesting because that is the type that both Anna and I are and Anna has three children. Um, She originally planned to have four, but after the third one, they were like, well, that's, that's a wrap. (laughs) Um, And I, you know, working with, like, I work with you and I work with her. I work with these two awesome people that have kids. And I honestly don't understand sometimes how y'all do it because it's, you know, you guys will be having to do something very serious for your kid and then jump on and, you know, do an interview or have a meeting or whatever. And there's not really like, I guess you, you just do it because you don't have any choice, which is what everyone always tells me. But I think there's a lot of emotional labor that goes into it. If you are a parent who has a career, um, especially a full-time career or a business or something of that nature. Um, and I think a lot of that really goes unseen, you know?
1: Yeah, and I mean, I being of raised with a, a single parent who worked for most of my childhood, and understanding, you know, she started business during the later part of my childhood. I and had, you know, I had a cousin who had kids when, when I was a teenager, so I could, I, I understood what it meant to have a child. Like I mm-hmm. think a lot of the time, a lot of people don't know because they don't have, they didn't have babies, especially if you're the only kid. You didn't have babies around. You didn't have siblings. Um, or if you did have siblings, maybe you guys were too young, know, like two years apart, so you didn't get to see, and you, you weren't there, so you don't understand. So I was like 15, and you know, 15 17, and 17, my cousin had her kids, and I understood, I, I mean, and before then, I was seven when my aunt had her, you know, youngest kid, yeah. um, so I understood what it means to have a baby, not just like from afar, like having a baby in your house, what does yeah. that mean for people who work? What does that mean for their partners? What, how much work do you have to put in with your partner to communicate? Because my aunt was married, obviously. You know, my mom was not. Like, what does that look like? You know, that type of situation. And then, like, scheduling. And uh, so I got to see that firsthand and understand and, and kind of plan and look around. And I was kind of very much like, oh, kids. But I, if we were going to have a child, it would be one. There is no way. It's, it just, my, my brain... What I want out of my life, I cannot do with multiple children. That's just what I what I want to do. Having one is already like we gonna put some money aside for therapy because I'm sure I work <laughs> too much as a human being. Like I, the therapy fund has already been started with like the college fund, like the same thing. Like you start therapy when you're ready because the money's gonna be there. Uh, <laughs> because I understand uh, that I am not at all as involved as I could be because I do choose still to have a business and a career in work and I'm not going to not do that. Like, that's just the reality of what I want to do as a person. Obviously, it got to a point where she obviously, like, she had a health issue, needed full-time caretaking or whatever it was. You, I have to know that I'm flexible, right? Yes. I can't selfishly be like, well, this was not my plan for you. I don't have a plan for her. I don't. Like, I have a plan to keep you alive and make sure you're happy and like do our best that we can to get you to what we think is the end game which is like a get a kid to graduate go to college that type of thing but anything can happen I don't think people think about that and I'm like it's not dark to think about the worst case scenario it's important to have a sub plan to be like okay if this does happen I'm flexible enough in my spirit you know, like I will not be pleased about it but I know that like if I have to walk away from my career, I have to do it. Like, that's the reality. Cause you chose to, yep. I chose to bring a child in the world. Like, that's mm-hmm. the most important thing that's happening right now, that I should make that choice. We made that choice. And so it's our responsibility to keep this person alive and what they need and their well being at the forefront. And so if she ever needed something more than we could give, we would need to figure out who needs to sacrifice and what we need to sacrifice to make that happen.
0: And I feel like... Number one, I completely relate to knowing what it is like when you grow up because you're around babies. Cause you know, my mom had twins when I was seven. So that was an eye opener for me. And a lot of people don't realize like a big part of that is still why I don't have kids yet. Cause I'm like, I had a lot, like my family was large, massive and Catholic and there was another baby born every year. So it's like, I have been around a lot of babies. I've changed, I mean, literally hundreds of diapers. Um, I changed hundreds of diapers before I was 12 years old. Um, so yeah, I spent a lot of time around babies. It's like, I love babies, but I don't feel like a huge need because I've spent so much time around them. Um, and I had a lot of cousins like, you know, that grew up here in Florida that were in my brother's age bracket that I've also helped out with. So that's definitely relatable. And I I really love that you point out that it's like, once you've made that choice to be a parent, like that's it, that's the choice. Like that is the number one thing that is going to outweigh everything else. And so whatever happens, you need to be ready to say, I'm going to do what I need to do to make sure that my child is, you know, living the best life that they can live. Um, and for me, I already know that if God forbid anything happened and, and one of us needed to stay home, I know it would be me because I am kind of like a bit of a worrier and a little bit of a control freak. Um, so I feel like I would need to be there to know every little thing that was happening. You know what I mean? Um, so it's like, that's already something that John and I have actually even talked about just because I'm just like, I know my personality and I just need to be, you know, that like, I just need to be the one that's like on top of all of that. Um, but yeah, so it's like, you really do need to talk out those worst case scenarios and think about, you know, what you're going to do before you have kids. That's I think that's a big part of it is like, Looking at everything that could happen and just kind of trying to know that you and your partner, whoever you're raising your kid with, um, or that if you're raising your kid alone, just as yourself, that you're, like, on the same page type of thing and, like, ready as you can be to handle anything.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's really all you can do. And like you said, understand your personality type. Like you said, go to therapy before you have kids. So you can to understand yes. yourself and know what you need. Because, you, like you said, you're the person who needs to know everything. I did not have a video baby monitor. I didn't put a little heart monitor, breathing monitor. I didn't know what was happening. She slept in a crib in her own room in like three months. Like, you know what I mean? Like things that are very non-typical. I'm, typical. I'm, like, I'm watching, watching my dog. They are very non-typical. <laughs> you know, she was in daycare at one. And I was like, okay, well, send me pictures when you can. You know, I sure, she'll be great. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like very non-traditional because I felt like if I had which all that stuff started to become available. It's like the, at the time when I had a kid, which was seven years ago, almost goodness, you had the, they had the monitors for the like the heart rate and the, and that's now like commonplace. Like every person I know that's birthed a child since then has had the heart rate monitor and the oxygen thing on the finger or the ankle or wherever you put it. And obviously at that time, video monitors was like the standard. I think was like, okay, just put the sound thing on. And then like, if I hear it, you know, it's right there. She's right there. I can hear <laughs> The walls are there. <laughs> like, I don't understand, you know? So, but that's me, you know, it's so different from other people. So you also have to know how that affects you because if we do have, like you said, like if you have anxiety, having a kid yeah. is going it's to have a, exactly. anxiety. So that's you know, what it is, is that
0: there. I have anxiety. Like I didn't leave the house for like almost an entire year, like when we got Valkyrie. And I mean, it was like COVID too. So I was like, great. No one needs to leave. Like she never needs to be alone. And, you know, my family was like, no, she can be alone sometimes. Like, she's a dog. It's going to be okay. And I was like, but she's just never been alone here. And what if she thinks that we're just, like, leaving forever? And so that's why I have a Furbo, so I can literally check in on the camera and, like, watch her when we're not here. And I honestly thought that John would be the one who would be, like, worse than me, but it's definitely me who, like, checks it all the time. Yeah, like, Um, my
1: sister, like, puts her pup nieces in a – daycare and only like a really popular one where you can watch live stream yes yeah live stream, stream link and i'm like my job is in school uh, and she was one years old for like eight <laughs> hours a day and i did not know what was happening for two days a week girl i'm not gonna watch your bumpy right. rock around daycare but have fun
0: like, i should <laughs> probably bring this up to my therapist and be like by the way <laughs>
1: Like have fun with that, I guess. And, like it's so funny how she's like, yeah, I just need to. See what I'm doing. And I'm like, you're so funny as like a dog parent, or, like me as an actual parent, it's so different. But that is like the sum of your experiences lived as a person, mm-hmm. and what you need emotionally to thrive as a caretaking individual, especially as a parent. So that's something to think about in your family planning, as well as like how will that affect you. Uh, and that can kind of moves on really into. The expenses of having a child, if you do choose to continue a career, if you do choose to be a working parent, whether you're work at home or work in an office, you have to have some type of child care, um, depending on your earning state and how busy you are. Because the more money you make as a person, if you're a CEO, if you're a C-level executive as Fortune 500, you need someone to do the the parent's work because you don't have time. Like a lot of times you don't. It's very hard to get the even kill balance at a very busy busy organization. You really have to, you have to prioritize work a lot of times to get further and ahead. And even if you own a business at some point,
0: mm-hmm. your business
1: is busy and it's going and you have distributors or whatever it is, you're going to be, so a lot of people do hire help, like you hire a nanny or you have a live-in babysitter or whatever you want to call it, I'll pair, a person to take care of a child or you put them in a center where they're at a, a, like we did we chose a child care center we knew the first year that was my choice i was like year one i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do the whole thing i did it i had the baby at home for a year and i was like at once she was paperwork filled out six months she had her spot saved because spots go if you have a child you understand an infant the spots go really quickly so people have jobs and i was like this is the school i want her to be in she's still same school seven years later you know what i mean like so that type of thing that's what we chose. That's what I Before I had a baby, that is what I knew what I was going to do. So that was part of my planning with my career, that I was at least going to be able to work at home that first year and, and juggle my business and do that, which it was not as challenging because I am very good at balancing. And because she had, had a very easy infanthood. I was going like to say, because she's and an easy baby. She's a very easy child. So we have very little struggles because she has very little struggles and we are blessed by that. And we definitely take advantage of it. And I definitely took advantage of it. Having an easy bitch. She didn't have colic. She didn't have any allergies. She nursed well. She, If we needed supplement, it was fine. Like, I didn't have a lot of issues. I didn't have PPD with her. I didn't have PPA with her. Like I didn't have issues. My birth was relatively easy. My recovery was relatively easy. I literally sat at desk. That Friday gave birth to Tuesday, so I was lucky enough to have those circumstances where I could take advantage. That is not everybody's story.
0: <laughs> I, I feel never, like mine would know. be the complete opposite, and that's one of the many reasons I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I want to do that.
1: <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's it, it, like when we Yeah, you, like, you, you just can't, you can't know. know.
0: I don't like that. <laughs>
1: You just, you never know what's going to happen. You could have a hard labor. If I had a C-section, obviously I couldn't have worked as quickly. I would have had, I didn't, like I drove a car, I think that Thursday Friday, Like, you know what I mean? I, there's no way. There's no way anybody's going to let me drive a car if I have a C-section. I think you have to wait like four to six weeks to sit in a driver's seat of a car if you have a C-section because it's major surgery. So if that was the case, which it was leading to, they were literally being like, hey, we're going to put you in the OR. I would have had a completely different story. For my first year, it would have changed the whole first year of how I managed my child because of just a difference in my birth options. You know what I mean? So that's how much things can change for you. And because I had an easy time, I had an easy choice. And I had a choice of childcare. And I liked the center that I was at. And it was very reasonable. And obviously, it was still there. You know what I mean? Like, so we've just had really good circumstances where I've been able to take advantage. And it did fit into my plan. What did not fit into my plan was this year, them telling me my child's going to skip a grade that did not fit into my plan, <laughs> but it is what it, you know, I, we saw, I talked to you about it beforehand. I talked to other people about it. I had conversations with educators. I had conversations with friends who were also gifted, being like, how do you think this is going to affect What is it like? I was skipped a grade, that type of, so that is an example of something that didn't quote unquote fit in my plan, but guess what? Had to pivot and be okay with it and switch gears and she's in school for the past week. It will be until the end of the year, which we, she was at home before, you know what I mean? So. It's not that I wanted to do what was best for me. Obviously, you're like, I wanna do what's good for me and this fits and it would have been more comfortable to have her at home and stay where she is and da da da. But that was not the fit for her. And luckily it was a positive thing and it was kind of an easy adjustment, but it still took conversation and me yeah. being flexible and being like, you know what? I'm I gotta switch gears. We gotta switch gears. That's what we gotta do. And so And I literally don't know if it's going to
0: be a positive thing because it's like, in theory, it sounds positive, but it's like for some kids that making that transition, once they made it, even if they were like, you know, on paper, ready to make it like they could not be like, you know, socially or emotionally. And so that was kind of like you had to figure all of that out, you know. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's one of
1: the things and how that's affected, you know. My career, so to speak, is really like she's going to graduate a year beforehand. So (laughs) if she chooses to go to college, we just lost 365 days of our college. You know what (laughs) what (laughs) I mean? We just lost a whole year off college. Like, oh boy, we need to ramp that up into gear and figure that out because if that's her choice. We need to be prepared. That's our to be as parents. That's our choice. We've chosen that. That's going to be our responsibility. And that's yeah. Go for, for that, not everybody does, and that's your choice. But that's been our choice. So you know what I mean. So the, I feel like family planning. I think the point of the episode is that a, it's not just one conversation.
0: It's, it's not. One. It's many it's
1: conversations all of the time for silly things like switching. From being at home looking at an iPad, like I, I'm not kidding. I had so many conversations with so many different people just to get enough perspectives because I wanted to be sure that I was being fair and making the most informed choice that I possibly. And also, obviously, having a, a conversation with the child because she knows she's old enough to know better, and that also is something that you have to do as an adult is understand that. A child, a, a lot of times, is going to know what's best for them. Yes. I, sorry yes. to disappoint. Like, I know yes. our parents are, like, excited mm-hmm. to have kids. because they Like, the idea of, like, I can tell you what to do. Or I know yeah. what's best. I don't know what's best all the time.
0: Yeah, they're people, and they're living their actual lives. And so yeah. if you can weigh in with them and talk to them. And you know get some insight on the t- t- for them I
1: mean I mean like younger than that we started having conversations, because she was speaking and understanding herself and and being sure and sure but really a, a decision that affects her school timeline I had it's my our responsibility to sit down with her and check in with her and see how she feels about it and so well, that's this is the stuff we mean with family planning are you at a place where you can do that? are you the type of person where you can do that? Like, you know what I mean? Discipline, that's a whole nother conversation. What is your discipline style going to be like? What is the, the thing you're going to be doing? You have to talk about that before. you ha- I mean, Even if you do you still have to talk about that before because the mm-hmm. way you react to something that happens to a child where they don't do something that's quote-unquote quote, quote, good, you know, they do something that's bad, affects them for their entire lives. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. that's a whole... That's the
0: thing is that if you do yeah. choose to, you know, keep your career and like, you're going to have somebody else, um, you know, whether it be care be or, or yeah, like you have to make sure that you've outlined, like, this is how it's appropriate. Like if your spouse is staying home with your kid, you know, you need to make sure you're on the same, you know, page for like things like discipline yeah. and stuff like that. You and know?
1: you need to understand that even if you're in a partnership or you're married, what does parenting a child look like when we are no longer together? What yeah. does a child parenting a child look like if you not have another the law?
0: <laughs> it's the law to figure that out because I just feel like a lot of people do not, and it's let me tell you,
1: I literally, like I said, we have a quote, unquote, like at least the beginning of a plan for everything. Cause mm-hmm. we just need to understand and be on the same page with would if we got remarried, would you be okay with my spouse? disciplining would you be okay like what does that look like how do we have those conversations what is that what tools are available to us you know what I mean like now there's apps that mm-hmm. make those choices and make that communication so if you are in a place where your situation the person you had children with was so like you guys can't communicate guess what there's apps for that you will put in the communication in the app and that's the only way you communicate with the person and you guys set everything up and you meet at the police station and you switch the kid and you do the thing and you figure it out wow nice. So, wow there's something for everything. So I think as you guys, if you're at a place where you're thinking, maybe after I, you know, 2020 was a little rough, maybe we're interested in starting a family, we've been talking about it. Um, just some things to think about to add to your list. Cause I'm sure you're already starting to think about this. Cause I think we think about the fun things like, the stroller and the snoo and the rocker and the maternity outfits and the maternity shoot am I gonna be underwater am I gonna be on top of the moon like what is what are we doing what the baby shower cake is gonna look like which I didn't think about any of that stuff because that's not what I was thinking about so when that stuff I didn't have a maternity shoot I did not like no I didn't do that like not that I'm better than anybody but I literally didn't care because I was too worried about making sure I had enough money to bring in this kid into the world. And I was like, I'm not gonna spend money on a maternity shoot for some pictures when I can take a picture of my cell phone and I, Angelica, will be okay with that. Like I will be okay with that. I don't know about everybody else.
0: Meanwhile, you know that I'm gonna be like the opposite of that.
1: working with this <laughs> dog. You're like Valkyrie, come here and you put her in yep. the bottle. And you're like under the moon, and that's you, and that's what you. I actually like
0: literally need to go shopping this weekend because we need to do matching outfits for Lupus Awareness Month for my friend who has lupus. So I'm like, I have to get Biles. a like matching purple, so we can take a family photo. Biles. But like, I'm
1: matching like, clothes with my child makes me want to
0: like. And I'm like, Um, (laughs) I'm going to adopt like old, like a little bit older, you know, and not have like a baby. I'm like, that will be one of the first things like we do is matching photo, like matching outfit photos at Disney. I am very, very excited for it. Like, it's going to be amazing. (laughs) And you're going to be like, I literally can't with you.
1: Physically, you could not pay me put me in matching clothes. I'm like, girl, you actually like she like it was like for my birthday, I want us to wear a matching outfit. That would be the reason why I would match with my child I never even looked at it matching. And clothes. your child
0: would probably not do that. Your child will probably look you up and down if you brought out matching outfits and just like shake her head. Like, yeah, you know, no thanks.
1: We're <laughs> not doing that. So yeah, I mean it's fun it's fun to think about I'm not saying it's all Debbie Down or whatever, but I just think if you were wondering what that looks like for people who have careers or what that possibly could be like the things to consider and whether or not you want to continue on the career that you're at or if you want to start a business. If your business is the way you want, are you doing a service-based business? Maybe having kids is a good time to pivot to product-based business. Because honestly, it's a little bit more, a little easier to manage inventory and stuff versus like creating things from your brain, like coming up with logo if you're a designer or a web developer building a coding a site it's a little bit easier to kind of do a monotony work when you have kids like putting together products and if your kids get older they can help with that because guess who packs some of these orders
0: yeah so um, what do you think like if you had to decide like what do you think is the most important thing you did as a business owner to prepare for being a parent like specifically you know I know, I just put
1: No, I'm just like, I'm trying so to... I, I need, need
0: to do, do it. it. That's I what need. I'm asking. I'm asking for me.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, I, I would like to say that we had, like, a certain... Which we... I think we had an idea of what, like, the financially, what it was going to look like because at the time, we had business... still was working, and I was... Yeah. But because my labor went so well, I, I was like, I'm... By Friday, I was bored. Like, I was like babies just sleep all day that's all they do they sleep they look at you for like 10 minutes out of the 24 hours and they go back to sleep I am bored I'm not gonna sit here watch a sleeping baby all day I will lose my mind (laughs) so I kind of kicked my plans out the curb and was like okay because I really had um but well, I think something that did help was just understanding how much you can get done in a day because you know obviously as the kids get older and more active they need more attention and you gotta go yeah. out and do things with you. Um, so I think early on I was very much trying to do more in less amount of time because you know when you work now like before I would work for myself I had eight hours to do whatever I want so I could take eight hours to do one thing if I want yeah to, you know what I mean? like that which Be I as you could you mm-hmm. know if you felt like it. When you have a child or as a caretaker, you don't have that kind of time. You have to kind of work around their schedule, and so then it became: I have four hours to get the same amount of work done. So prioritizing and make sure I get it all done in those four hours, and you realize how much more efficient you are as a human being. You can get a lot more done and a lot less. I don't time. know
0: why four hours is like always the maximum a parent ever has Cause that's
1: because that's what a has that too. I mean, yeah, because think at like six. Well, I don't know about Anna. Anna's kids. She got a lot, so that's, I think that's the issue. But that's the max.
0: <laughs> yeah, because two are in regular school, but one, the youngest one, he's in like a pre K, so she gets the first ones off. Yeah, to she gets school. the
1: VPK uh, hours. Yeah, for like four hours, yeah. and then she she's a good mom because <laughs> she's like, we're gonna hang out and be friends for the other four hours of the day. By VPK age, I was back up to my six to eight or whatever hours. Like I was like, yo bye. Like the thing is, share. is,
0: like, with her kids, even if she was, like, oh, well, I'm gonna work, which sometimes she does, but, like, they literally are just so loud. Like, I mean, like, she and I have had, like, FaceTimes where we're, like, discussing something important and it's just, like, it's just pointless. It's just, you know what I mean? Like, she's yeah, not That is, like, a in mom. I'm,
1: like, like, I'm Meryl Streep in Devil's Worse Prada, <laughs> but I also have a child. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's- <laughs> very, like, I am definitely, I will never take, like, I don't understand how stay-at-home moms do it. They do and you know how like, have, like,
0: mean- that you know how like you have kids that will like only go to the same parent for everything? Like that's their their kid
1: Yeah, they're like a that's end of
0: the kids right the
1: parents there. go away and the kids yep. run towards a parent. Yeah. They all are gonna run to Anna and they're gonna leave Randy
0: behind and he's gonna look silly. Like that would happen. <laughs> it's like, well, like they go to Anna when they need something, but they go to Randy when they're happy. So it's like funny because it's like if they're like, I need this, I need a snack, I need whatever like. They go to her, even if she's like literally. She and I are having a meeting. She's upstairs, like close the door to her room so that like, and he's down there with them, and they will still like sneak upstairs away from him to go ask her questions. What but this is, like, we
1: want you guys to give money to Love Doesn't Hurt so that Anna can, can right <laughs> like to get nonprofit so that she can help. But these
0: kids want to like celebrate something. They run straight to Randy and give him a hug, and they're like, "You're the best."
1: You see what she's dealing with, and she's also dealing with trauma in her jo- her job. You guys, yep. please give her some money. Like, please donate to love this her. Please right donate. Get us a babysitter.
0: Like,
1: literally <laughs> writing a curriculum. But it's for- funny
0: because, like, I can't even tell you that. Like, literally, there's times over you know this past year where we've gone out to like their because they have like a big like outside area, which has been nice with everything going on. Um, and so she and I will just sit at the picnic table and we're just like working outside and the kids are just you know just being the loudest and most wild they can be and we just like tune it out and get it done you know so i don't know she does it all the time i i just do it when i'm there and like we're actively working together but she just gotta i guess you just gotta do it there's just not you, really you
1: you figure it out so yeah i mean i think that's it like to kind of wrap up on the conversation because you've seen the articles that have come out this because that study came out that birth rates dropped, mm-hmm. I think 19% in 2020, 2019, or 9% or something like that. And it's been a lot of Mother's Day is coming up, so maybe people. Well,
0: and I know already. a lot of our listeners are already parents, or I know some of them are thinking about it. I know a lot of um, our listeners have one child and a business. Um, I've seen that a lot with our listeners. Um, So I'm so interested to know, like, you know, how y'all feel like you're doing with like juggling at all, Um, how like planning has come into play when it's come to, you know, your own business. Like, did you have a lot of time to plan? Was it kind of like more of a last minute thing where you had to kind of figure it out? Um, And if you are planning to not have a kid, um, I also think that's so awesome, too, because honestly, like. In a way, I wish I didn't want to have a child because I think about how much more money I would have. I just really do want, like, I've always seen myself adopting. I've n- I've not, like, I don't look at, like, you know, the whole pregnancy journey and be like, oh, I want to be a mom that way. Like, I've just always wanted to do it from the adoption standpoint. So if you're adopting, definitely, or if you have adopted already, definitely reach out to me. Slide into my DMs because I would love to chat with you.
1: Yeah. If you have not already thought, which this is one of the reasons why I find Nicole Walter so interesting she did adopt her three kids and they were all older um and, and the circumstances were like they had met the mother and like it didn't Baltimore and this whole thing and so she runs a multi-million dollar company and so I am obsessed with the way she raises her children and one of her her youngest is a little bit older than my youngest so I'm like I'm like, how does she do? And it really is labor of love. Like she has a nanny and a personal assistant that works with her full and then they like lives with them, you know what I mean? Full time or whatever. And that type of thing. And just her spouse chooses not to work. He works with her company, but he's the primary caretaker. You know, he's a lawyer and he, he's doing car duty and that type of stuff because her thing as a CEO of her company is more important. So I find that I, I'm obsessed with the way they raise their kids. Like, I'm just obsessed with her journey as a parent. And, like, there's a lot of positives and things of her, like her parenting style that match mine. There's a lot that doesn't. There's something she doesn't like. That's wild. Do what you gotta do. <laughs> but it's interesting. I think if you are interested, it doesn't hurt to look at. And obviously, you're not gonna get the full picture because there's no, nobody's gonna show their whole 100% parenting stick or whatever it is she has a television show you know what I mean like it it is partially not real but it is like that type of thing of like being talk to people you know in your industry who have children if you're interested in having children and people who are having children the way you want to have kids so if you're going to go through the process of IVF uh if you're going to adopt kids if you're trying to have kids on your own how many you know just be buried in that way and I have a friend who really close to me who has one kid you know i mean she's a single mom it's a little bit different but she has the one kid who's gifted so we kid she we lean on each other a lot in parenting conversations because she has like two years ahead of me in terms of parenting so i'm like what it happened with this and tell me what to do with that and what program should we do and it's nice to have that it's nice to be able to pick up my phone and be like what do i do now what should we be reading? what program should we because we have a lot of the same interests and we kind of have the same like our kids are very similar despite the age difference. And so it's nice to have that. So I definitely think, at least creating that community around you that way. I do have a lot of friends who are parents and I have a lot of friends who don't have kids, but I did meet a lot of moms going outside and going to work out with these people. And so it's nice that we don't all raise our kids the same. We have very different kids. But it is nice that if I had a question or needed something, or if they, vice versa, when they need something, they pick up the phone, they text me, and we can figure it out together. So I will say it's been instrumental to build community around you. It's not obviously going to replace the nucleus family. There's nobody I can hand off my baby to at 2 o'clock in the morning. But at 7.30 a.m., when Starbucks open, I can meet a mom at Starbucks for coffee, and we can whine about how we didn't go. To the- you know what I mean? Like that type of thing. So uh just think about that when you're having it and that's it i mean really we every person's experience is their own
0: mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: so you know it, it really is you know i had a cousin who we lost to childhood cancer she was 13 I'm definitely seeing that impacted the way i think about kids and it's probably why i'm so cautious about having plans for everything Because i'm like i know what it's like firsthand to watch a child have a a terminal illness, struggle with it for two years and then lose their life. Like what that impact that family? Like I saw it. So, and I was 16 when it happened. So I was like around the same, you know, we have babies at the same time. So I'm definitely, I think that impacts the way I think a lot and like being prepared, but you can't be prepared, so. Let us know in the comments, you know, tag us in all the places, all the things, you know, we have a um, Twitter is rolled out spaces for everybody. So maybe we'll do a spaces.
0: So, yeah I don't know how to do that but I'm totally down for it
1: <laughs> like maybe instead of a club because I'm never gonna get a clubhouse but I'm already on clubhouse. twitter if you
0: like clubhouse please slide in my dms and tell me why because I'm I'm I really don't like it and, and I, then
1: if you do like it would you show up to a spaces thing like we yeah do a Spaces thing I
0: would think, think that I would I would prefer that yeah
1: because everybody pretty much is on twitter. so that anyway that's all you know that's going on right now since so filming we'll still have people coming on to share their businesses and all that type of thing but
0: Yeah, that's it guys. Hooray, May!